The following story has been brought to you by StoriesToInspire.org. When the country of Eretz Israel was first being set up, so there was a a big mess, a big entanglement of how to figure out what the laws of the land should be. Back then, at the time, uh, there was a law that abortion was not legal. So the government was trying to push for legalizing abortion at the time. And at the time, the Minister of Justice was a man called Shmuel Tamir. And he had it in his power to either allow the law to pass or not. Anyway, at the time, the rabbis thought they have to send a delegation to the minister to try and tell him that, you know, this idea that abortion should be legal in every case, it's against Torah law. You know, that's just how it is. It's Asur. Now, are there cases and extreme cases, medical cases? There are extreme cases where halakha would allow it. But to have, you know, it be legalized where it's up to anybody for whatever reason, they could just, you know, abort a baby. That's against Torah law. So they picked two people to go and speak to Shmuel Tamir. One was Rabbi Stern, and the other one was Rabbi Yitzchak Levine. Who was Rabbi Yitzchak Levine? The son of Rav Arya Levine. And Rav Arya Levine was a, a rabbi at the time, the Sadiq of Yerushalayim. We talked about this yesterday. He was in the class on Shabbat. He was beloved by religious people, not religious people, Sefaradim, Ashkenazim, you know, everyone. You know, type of guy that could have been Mashiach. Okay? I mentioned yesterday just a powerful story. I want to share it again just so you understand who Rabbi Arya Levine was. He used to go visit all the sick. He would visit put, uh, the people in prisons, people who were prisons, in prison because of political reasons, for all different sorts of reasons. But he was there for anyone and everyone without any question. He would put himself to the ends of the earth to do things for people. And it, it was so recognized, his value to society, that eventually the Israeli government said that you, you're walking all these different places, you're an old man. The government would like to pay for you to have a driver to take you all, all around because of the service you're providing to society. That's interesting. And he said, well, I'm just a regular guy. You know, I don't need a car. I'll walk. Person gets which means you get reward for every step you take to do a mitzvah. He turned them down. So they tried to get him a gold watch. He said, I don't need it. It's a luxury. No, thank you. Don't want it. They tried to get him this thing, that thing, until eventually uh, one of the people, the minister of education at the time, decided, you know what we're going to do? Sorry. The government decided, we're not going to ask him. We're just going to send him something that's not a luxury. So they, they bought on, I don't know, Amazon. They sent to him, they sent directly to his house, a heater for his home. Yerushalayim in the winter gets freezing. So I don't know if you ever lived there, Shema Yisrael. Stepping on those stone floors in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, Shema Yisrael. You'd rather not go to the bathroom at all. Okay. <laughs> I remember when I was in the Dira, Yeshiva boys are amongst the most ingenious creations in the history of man. So we had one guy. We had one guy who never liked to step on the floor. But it was also very cold, and he didn't have slippers. So the guy took a roll of toilet paper, and he made, he lit a roll from his bed to the bed where he walked. On the, the mice, the yeshiva boys are very creative. Either way. So they sent him this, uh, this heater, and they're unpacking it, and Rabbi Ari Levine, they're like waiting to see his reaction, and he's so happy. They're like, oh, Baruch Hashem, we finally found the gift that we could get the Sadiq of Yerushalayim. And Rabbi Ari Levine said, I've been wanting, I could not figure out how I was going to take care of the poor Almana, the elderly lady, lives across the street, she's freezing. And all of a sudden I was praying, and look, the heater arrived, it immediately gave the gift away to this older elderly woman across the street. You know, what are you do with this guy? So finally the minister of education at the time, a woman, I forget what her name was, she said, you know, she had a great idea, luxuries you don't want. 
This you don't want. You don't want a car. You don't want a watch. But you're walking in the freezing cold. She thought, you know, she's going to get him gloves. At something, at least he could accept gloves. And Ari Levine said, you know, there's some people that are so lonely, all they want is some human interaction. You know, and you know what it does for them when I, when I shake the hand, I give them a handshake. How am I going to shake the hands if I'm wearing gloves? How are they going to get that human contact? Unbelievable. So at the time, this, this type of a person, maybe they ask his son, Rabbi Yitzchak Levine, to go speak to Shmuel, to Shmuel Tamir. The day before this meeting happens, Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Levine comes to Rabbi Stern and he says, listen, you know, you're a big tzaddik. Your prayers are heard in the heavens. We need to pray. This is not a simple thing. You know, the success over here is not assured. We need your tefillot. Rabbi Stern, hearing how, how difficult this case was going to be to try and convince them to not wholesale, you know, legalize abortion, he prays the entire day with all of his heart. The next day they go to Shmuel Tamir. Listen to this, my friends. The next day they go to this minister. And the minister welcomes them in. And Rabbi Levine asks for permission to speak. And he says, yes, yes, of course. And he says, before the Medina was set up, you know, they were recruiting all these young guys and girls to be able to fight, to be able to achieve independence. And there was a young woman from a religious family who had kind of got swept away into, you know, the fervor and whatever. And maybe she wasn't as religious as she once was. And she met this man who was also one of the fighters, also wasn't, Religious, but he was maybe even less religious than she was. And they got married and she became pregnant. The husband, who wasn't a religious man, said to his wife, you know, we're young. The Medina is just starting. It's not the time now. I want you to get rid of the baby. She didn't really care one way or the other. But she knew her parents, the family, which was religious, was going to go bananas. So kind of she was a little bit torn between her husband, who wanted her to get rid of the baby, and the family which would, you know, would lose their minds, would be so upset, would be sitting in mourning, if you will, for the loss of potential life, especially after the Holocaust, where every Jewish baby was uh, fulfilling and, and taking the place of one of the 1.5 million children that were murdered during the Holocaust. At that point, people felt that it was a holy responsibility to have as many Jewish children as possible to replenish the ranks of Am Yisrael. So it was a very, it was even more of a touchy subject than it is, you know, today. So they called, of all people, Rabbi Yitzchak Levine said, they called my father and they said, maybe you could go speak to this woman and explain to the importance. Maybe you could convince her. People love you, even religious, not religious. Who knows? It's a, it's a difficult situation here. Anyway, he says, of course. The rabbi travels to the, to the, you know, to this house, knocks on the door. Woman lets him in. He sits down in the dining room table with this woman and he just starts crying. And he's crying five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half fast, trying to calm him down. Crying, crying. She knows exactly what's, why he's crying. But there's nothing she could do. Nothing she could say that's going to stop the rabbi. And the rabbi is heartbroken. You can see that he's genuinely upset about the potential loss of life that's going to occur. Crying, crying till finally the woman says, Rabbi, I swear to you, I won't abort the baby. Just please, I can't see a holy man like you crying like this. When he heard finally that the baby would live, Rabbi Ari Levine was happy. He stopped, he stopped crying and he left the house. The woman gave birth to that baby and that baby's name was Shmuel Tamir. The minister, his mouth is hanging open. On the spot, he gets on the phone, he calls his mother, he says, is this true? And of course it was. And he's shaking and he swears, I swear, he says, that as long as I'm minister, this law will not pass in Israel. 
They leave the house. And Rabbi Stern turns to Rabbi Levine. And he says, you had the ace in the hole in your pocket the whole time. You knew that story. You know, whip out this thing. That's what, you know, you want to legalize abortion. You, you, this was with you. You knew you had the ace in the hole. You go tell me, go pray, pray, pray. As if you don't have the story as a foregone conclusion. Rabbi, Rabbi Levine turned to his, uh, his uh, partner, his compatriot, and he said, story like this, story like that. Nothing goes through without prayers. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire dot org.